God, we thank you so much that we can learn so much about you and ourselves and about this world in which we live. God, we ask that you would guide us this morning as we investigate your word and see what it is that you are saying to us. We pray your will be done in all things at all times. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. So clearly from this passage, we can see that God knows that we need to eat. We need to fill our lives with something. Emptiness is a horrible, terrible, hollow feeling that we will go to great lengths to get rid of. It's, imp- it's important also that we're careful what we choose to fill our lives with. Let me show you why. I woke up this morning with a normal feeling for me. It felt like sadness, but more like hunger than anything else. The closest word for it is empty. Whatever the feeling was, I wanted it to go away. Within an hour of waking up, this feeling's usually gone. Coffee can do it, catching up on sports, and by the time I check my email, I'm good. At least I'm full for the present. The feeling... Whatever it was is gone, but quite easily I slip back into the emptiness, if not the next hour, the next day. Technology gives me the quickest, most instantly gratifying fill. That's why I like social media. All I really need is one like on Instagram, and I'm golden. Facebook can do it too, as long as it's about me. And I look on Twitter to get my sarcasm filled for the day. It doesn't really take much, but it doesn't really last long either. If social media doesn't do it, music always fills me up, especially when I'm driving. I got my tunes, the open road, and I can listen to whatever I want. I rock the same songs over and over again. I was empty. Now I'm filled. I have millions of ways to fill up. I didn't even mention TV, movies, or beach vacations, alcohol, cars, home improvements, accolades at work. Whatever I want, I can have it. With the touch of a button or the drop of a hat, The world is at my fingertips. I can fill myself with whatever I want, cash pending. All I have to do is convince myself that it's good to eat and desirable for food. Then it's just a matter of plucking my choice fruit from the tree. No wonder I don't need God to be filled. I'm already full. So maybe that spoke to you. (laughs) It's interesting, he concluded that video with, I'm already full, I don't need God. But of course, if he says that he's already full, it begs the question, what is he filling his life with? Now, if if we take a look at all these different things that he mentioned, 
you know, drinking coffee, checking email, checking sports scores. None of that is, is something that's going to destroy your life, right? We, we, we wouldn't mark any of that as being necessarily bad. But, of course, the problem is, is that it's an accumulative thing. He's, he's trying to fill up his life with these things. And, and, and what are these things? Well, they're not necessarily bad, but they're not necessarily good. In a lot of ways, it's like these zero-calorie diet foods, right? You, he, he's fooling his body because he, he's taking this food, he's taking these various things, and he's, and he's eating it, and he's putting it into his mouth, and he's chewing it. So, so it feels like he's eating. And then, and then he swallows it, so he, his body can feel it going down into itself. And, and, then his, and then his stomach is digesting it. But when it's all digested, there, there are no nutrients. There's no calories that are being pulled out of it. So the reality is what? He's still empty. He's still hungry. And he needs to find the next thing. And, and go through the cycle over and over. See, all these little things put together add up to a bunch of nothing. And that's a real problem. But maybe for you, this isn't you at all. Maybe for you, it's, it's one thing. There's one, this one thing that really brings you joy in life. The, the one thing that you really like to go to regularly. And, and it's just kind of the focus of your life. When, whenever you're not doing it, that's pretty much all that you're thinking about. And, and, and that's kind of where your brain goes all the time. And, and it's sort of like eating a, a rice cake for every meal, right? You, you, you just go crazy for that rice. I don't know why anybody would go crazy for a rice cake. Okay, I admit that. But you, you, just, you just crave this rice cake, and, and you want it over and over. It, it's not harmful. It's not going to hurt you. So it's easy to justify, right? This isn't going to destroy my life. But you just keep eating the rice cake over and over and over, week after week, month after month. And you're not really filling yourself up. You're not really moving the ball forward. See, in life, we have a lot of decisions of what is it that we're going to fill our lives with. We're, we're, we're surrounded by all these different options, right? And, and we can't choose all of them. We, we choose what it is that we like, what we love, what is appealing to us. And these are the things that we bring in that we allow to influence our lives, to, to guide us to where we're going to go. This is what we fill up on. But the danger is, whatever we choose to fill up on, that's what we become. That's who it is that we are. Those, all those little pieces come together and they form who it is that we are. And another way of saying that is what we love the most is what we end up becoming. Right? And because of that, what we choose to consume, it absolutely matters. Because whatever it is that we consume, that's what we are going to be. Now, if this is confusing for you, let me, let me just give you an example. Maybe you've heard of this movie. It came out about 12 years ago. It's called Supersize Me. It's a guy who dedicated 30 days to eating nothing but fast food. He, he was pretty healthy beforehand. He ate really well. 
But he wanted to see what would happen if he ate nothing but fast food. So he went to his doctors and they said, you're, you're doing great. And this silly thing isn't, you know, it's going to hurt you a little bit, but you'll recover from it and so on and so forth. So he went in and he started doing it and it really started to affect his body. And as a matter of fact, after 21 days, one of his doctors said, you are seriously destroying your body. You have to stop. This is really dangerous. This isn't just some fun little social experiment. You are massively doing damage to yourself. And there were all sorts of other side effects that he was developing over time. He was losing his ability to just interact with the world and, and, and kind of know what he was. He was no longer even in control of his, his own mood. But one thing is, is particularly interesting is his addiction. He became addicted to this food, even though he had never really made it a priority before. During these 30 days, he became addicted to this bad food. And we'll come back to that in just a little bit. So the problem is, again, we become what we consume the most of. So what did he consume the most of? Unhealthy food. And what did he become? He became unhealthy. Right? Now, what's really interesting about this is because he had become unhealthy, that's what his, his body desired. He had become unhealthy himself, so his body continued to desire the unhealthy food. He was addicted to that which he already was. Do you follow? Yeah. He became addicted to that bad stuff. He knew it was bad. He had, he had started off healthy, but he absolutely wanted those fries. <laughs> and his mind became obsessed with it. So there's, there's a truth that we can come to by all of this. this. This man became unhealthy. Why did he become unhealthy? He became unhealthy because of what he consumed. Was it from a virus? No. Was it because he got the flu? No. It's very easy for us to say, he became unhealthy because that's what he consumed. He un consumed unhealthy food. Remember the guy in the video earlier? And all those different things that he consume, is consuming? Is he happy? Is he feeling full or empty? He says that he's full, but he keeps talking about the emptiness, right? Because what is he consuming? He's consuming these zero-calorie foods. And so he's going from one thing to the next, from a movie to music to sports scores to all these different things. He's like a drug addict. He's got to get the latest high to try to keep going here. He's, he's trying to look for the, great, the next greatest distraction in his life. So it's true for him as well. What he has become, he is not satisfied with because of what he is consuming. But, of course, there's hope. Because just as we consume bad stuff and it turns out poorly for us, if we consume good stuff, it will turn out well for us. But the reality is, is that we have to know, we have to remember that whatever we consume, whether good or bad, that is what we are going to desire. Okay? So it, it makes sense for us to start off doing what? It makes sense for us to start off by eating the good, right? That's the way to go. But the next question is, so what is good food? 
What is good for us? What is going to help us? Well, Jesus has an answer for that. You knew Jesus was going to come into this, right? I mean, right? Jesus has an answer for that. And he says that I am the bread of life. Consume this bread that I'm offering you. But you know what? Like the video says, the world offers millions of options. Certainly, within those millions of options, there has to be good food. So before we do what Jesus is asking us, let's, let's take a look and see what the world has to offer. Okay? And, and, and just in, investigate all these different options. So what is it we're going to do here? We're going to find out not just about consuming some little thing here or there. We're talking about what is it we're going to consume that we're going to become? What is going to be the major thing that we're going to concentrate our life on? Right? What is our primary love? Because whatever our primary love is, this is what we're going to become. So what's a popular option? What's something that we can choose? Money, right? Money can do you a lot of good. There's a lot of things that can really, really help you out. If you know that there's somebody's handing out free money, you'll go to great lengths to get that. But the problem is, if money is our primary love, what do we become? We become greedy, right? We become obsessed with getting more, and we can never be content with what it is that we have. And it becomes a, a never-ending, self-destructive cycle. What's another thing? Our job. Job is very good. Job provides for our needs, helps us to survive, can give us a sense of purpose. A job is a very important thing. But what happens if it becomes the number one thing that we consume? There's a word for it. It's called workaholism. And we go through and we destroy the relationships that we have in our lives. And what happens if you get fired from your job? Do you lose your sense of who it is you are? What happens when eventually you retire? <clears throat> What do you become then? And perhaps an another thing might be just gaining attention. Gaining recognition, well-deserved recognition for the work that you have done. After all, it's not necessarily a bad thing. If, if somebody praises you for the work that you've done, that is going to encourage you to work harder next time and to do even better and improve your life even more. But, of course, it's really hard to keep people's attention. <laughs> and, and, and their minds are going to wander off. And they're going to go into different directions. So you, you have to kind of move some stuff around to get them to come back to you and, and manipulate some things, right? Well, eventually you become more and more manipulative to try to get that attention. And as you know, that's a very self-destructive thing. Or let's take, care of our, let's take a look at our buddy here in, in the video earlier, right? He had all these different things. He didn't know about anything in particular. It was many little things for him. Well, he develops an aimlessness, right? He, he, he watches a movie, and he gets his high off of that. He watches a sports game, and he gets his high off of that. Listens to music, and he gets pumped, right? But then the music ends, <laughs> and then he has to move on to the next thing. And his life becomes about just distracting himself from the emptiness. Well, God has something to say about all of this. God says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, 
which the Son of Man will give to you for free, by the way. For on him God the Father has set his seal. The reality is is that everything on earth perishes. Everything on earth ends. And when you die, you can't take any of it with you. It will not benefit you. In fact, some of it will perish before your eyes even as you are alive. So we're back to our statement. We can judge the quality of what we consume by the quality of what we become because of it. If we're consuming things here on earth, things that perish, what will happen to us? We perish. So what do we need to consume? We need to consume something that is eternal, something that is infinite. And what is infinite? That's good to eat? That is offered to us? What are we talking about? We're talking about God. We're talking about God. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Our hunger and our thirst, the emptiness, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about getting rid of the emptiness that is inside of you. And feeding you so that you will be full and be satisfied. Our passage today, I am the bread of life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, It is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The things of this world will not satisfy. You know what I did? A a quick search. uh, These kind of verses where where God is offering himself and he says, "You, you need to consume me. I found over 41 verses without doing any, any real effort on it at all. This is a serious thing from God. He's absolutely serious about this. He's serious about the condition that you will become, and he's serious about his offer, his way out, that you need to consume God, and it is a true way out. This isn't just some passage somewhere in some unknown book. This is a central theme of God. So we need to consume God, but it seems like we've come to a dead end. How are we supposed to do this? He's an infinite God. How, how are we supposed to, to consume God? It, it doesn't even seem possible. Well, the reality is, is that it is very simple. We consume God the exact same way that we consume many things in our lives. We consume God the way we consume music. We listen to a sermon. We listen to Christian music. We uh, go to a Bible study or a huddle, and we listen to other Christians talking to each other. And we can hear God, and God will speak to our heart. You know how music can really speak to your heart and really get you pumped up? Well, God will talk to your heart, and he will change your heart. He will purify your heart, and he will renew your spirit and fulfill you and give you energy. How do we consume God? We would consume God like we consume a movie. 
We can watch God working in the lives of other people, of other Christians, as he comes into their life and changes them and works through them into other people's lives and into the world around them. Or we can get a front row seat to this movie and we can submit our lives to God and God will work through us and change us and work through the lives of the people around us and the world around us. Another way that we can consume God is as we would consume a friendship through prayer and through our relationship with God and with other Christians. God loves us. And he wants to be in a real relationship with you. He isn't interested in just you following rules and going through motions. He wants to be in relationship with you, which means he wants to hear what's going on in your day. He wants to know about your struggles, your anxieties, your burdens. And he wants to take these from you. And he wants to help you because he loves you. And finally, how do we consume God? We would consume God like we would consume any book or any uh, news or any emails or texts. We read it. But unlike reading the news... It is transformative because we aren't just reading words. We are reading the words of God himself. The Bible is God's word. And because of that, it is useful for training us and teaching us and guiding us and leading us through life. And it can be a very powerful tool in our lives. So how do you consume God? These are the ways that you consume God. But there is a warning attached to this. And and the warning is that what we have consumed in the past is going to influence us. Do you remember our examples? These guys? They had a really hard time. Remember the, the, the guy with the supersize me? He had a real addiction to food. And he really struggled with that addiction. When he was done with that 30 days, he actually was dating a a gal at the time who owned a health restaurant. That's all they were about was healthy food and stuff and healthy lifestyle. So he had everything going for him. He had healthy friends. But after this 30 days, he tried to get back on, on track. But the reality is it took well over a year before he was able to actually get back into a healthy lifestyle. It is difficult. Our bodies are truly addicted to what it is that we are consuming, and it is very hard to switch. And I have to confess that it was hard for me. I I knew that when I became a Christian, I needed to read the Bible every day. But I was kind of like, really, every day? (laughs) you know how many words are in that book? <laughs> and, and, and quite frankly, I'm not sure it's that interesting. And I don't know how relevant it really is to my life. I mean, it's, you know, thousands of years old. But I, I knew from other Christians, and they told me that it just was changing their life, and it was adding so much more to their faith. So I I had to force myself. I forced myself to read the word. And you know what? I started learning some things about myself that I didn't know before. 
I started learning about other people and kind of what's going on with their lives. And I was starting to get questions answered that I didn't even know there were answers for. I started learning about who this God was that really loves me and what it is to be in a relationship with him. It was unbelievable. It was a whole new world that was opened up to me, and I was hungry for it. And when I ate it, it was satisfying. I'm not just pulling this out of anywhere. I am telling you, I was really satisfied reading God's Word. It it gave me a, a peace that I had not had before. It was nutritious food, and my body reacted accordingly. I felt full. And it was satisfying. But we have to be able to recognize that we are going to come up with excuses. It's true. We're going to come up with excuses. We're going to say, you know what? I just don't have time to do this. You know what? I'm okay with the emptiness. I'm okay with jumping around and, and consuming all these various different things. I can make it work. I've made it work in the past. But it's just excuses. It's just your addiction talking to you. You need to work through that addiction to the truth. I'm not just one person standing before you saying that, that reading the Bible and consuming God's food has really worked for me. There are millions of people who will testify to this. That their lives have changed in the most fundamental ways because of the, the good food that God has to offer, that they have chosen to eat in this. So it is very appropriate over Thanksgiving weekend and as we go into Christmas to be thinking about what it is that we're thankful for. And it is always appropriate that we are thankful to God. But it is perhaps even more, th- t- more appropriate that we are thankful to God now. When we were, we, most of us had a, a Thanksgiving dinner, or some sort of Thanksgiving meal just recently. We, we brought food or food was brought uh, for us to consume. And we, and we did that because we appreciate the people in our lives. And we wanted to show appreciation for them. Well, God has provided a bounty for us. How appropriate is it that we show our appreciation to God by eating his good food? His food is not only good for you, but it tastes oh so good. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. God, we thank you so much for the gift of this bread. We thank you so much for the sacrifice you went through to provide good food for our lives. God, we ask that you would help us to resist the addiction that we have to the bad stuff that we have consumed in the past. And help us to be a new creation based on this good food that you have to offer. Help us as we transition to this, Lord, 
and we experience life in the way that it was meant to be experienced as we push aside the emptiness that can so creep into our lives and and just scare us so much. God, it is your will that we seek for for our lives. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen.